Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the beautiful day you blessed us with. And so many things already. And now the blessed opportunity once again to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that. And we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word heaven, we'll turn to the Gospel of John. In chapter 1, we see here the account of creation itself, which would include the two of the three heavens we've been studying about, which is the skies around us and the entire cosmos. As it reads in John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. There was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Speaking of Jesus Christ, of course. Jesus Christ, speaking everything into existence, the skies, the universe, the stars, everything, the entire cosmos, in the six literal days of creation that we have the account in the book of Genesis. And he spoke everything into existence, where you see that, and God said, in Genesis, that's Jesus Christ speaking, speaking the heavens right into existence. All right, now if you will turn on over to verse 29, chapter 1 in verse 29. And we see here the Lord being baptized by John the Baptist. And John chapter 1 verse 29 reads, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not. But that he should be manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. That was when he was baptizing the Lord that he saw this event taking place. That was presented for John, for John's benefit. Verse 33, And I knew him not, but he 
that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Saw it, witnessed it, and bears record, seeing the the dove descending from heaven and lighting upon the Lord. And interesting point to bring out here, baptized. In baptism, you're enveloped, you're totally covered, submerged in the water, just like the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're completely enveloped and indwelt with the Holy Ghost. All right, move on over to John chapter 1 and verse 43. Read, The following day Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bessadia, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Indicating here how Jesus, even in his form coming down here and taking on flesh, still had his ability to see everything, know everything, hear everything, even the very thoughts of everyone around him. As he continues, Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Let him know there's a whole lot more ahead of him and what he's going to experience and these visions you'll be able to see, the, the miracles and wonders performed in front of him by Jesus Christ. Opening up the heavens for him. All right, now turn on over to John in chapter 3. We see here Jesus encountering Nicodemus. In John chapter 3, pick it up in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Note here where he uses the term kingdom of God, that Matthew used the term kingdom of heaven. So becoming a part of the family of God is becoming a part of the kingdom of God in that sense of the word and use of the word kingdom. As it continues, 
Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He cannot be adopted into the family of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, unless you are born of the water and of the Spirit. Born of the water is being born of the flesh, and natural living individual, not a celestial being, such as the angels. They didn't have any opportunity of salvation or forgiveness. And born of the Spirit is being brought back to life spiritually, quickened, as it says, being filled with the Holy Ghost. As it continues in verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It's like I was just saying about the water and the Spirit is being the flesh and of the Spirit, Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. We are led of the Spirit. We cannot see the physical manifestation of the Spirit, but we can feel the Spirit. Just like we cannot see the physical manifestation of wind, but we can sure see the effects and feel the effects of wind. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Heavenly things, things that are beyond earthly as he continues, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Interesting point to bring out here. As you may note, that there's been two in the past that have been taken up to heaven in the past prior to this event that we're reading about, I should say, and that would be Enoch and Elijah. Now, they were both raptured up. They were both taken up. But here he's referring to someone who, by their own power, their own might, and their own efforts, ascends up to the Heavenly Father. As it reads again, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Because Jesus Christ came down from heaven to take on flesh to live amongst the mortal man, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So how can he be in two places at once? Because he's omnipresent. He's present everywhere. So he is the Father, as he is the Spirit, and he is the Son. He is God. He is a trinity and can be in the presence of Nicodemus right there and be in heaven in his Father. Verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God, worked in God. This revelation to Nicodemus, opening the eyes of Nicodemus, and he becomes a true believer and supporter of Jesus Christ, even though most of what he did was secretly, because he didn't want any criticism from the rest of the Pharisees, but to reveal to him that he came down from heaven, and as he said, in heaven at the same time. All right, continue on here in verse 22. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. And John also was baptized in Anon near to Salem, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized, for John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. A very important point there. Everything that we have, everything that we receive and are able to enjoy and see around us, all of existence comes from the Lord. It all is given to us from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This is, this my joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. Speaking of Jesus Christ. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Jesus Christ coming from heaven. John teaching that and referring to that there again. He's, and what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. That's an interesting point there, not by measure. It's not just a portion, because he has it all. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. 
So we see here how everything that we receive is given to us from heaven and how that Jesus Christ came down from heaven and is going to ascend back to heaven, of course. All right, now turn on over to John chapter 6 and verse 28. And here we see a reference to coming down from heaven. In John chapter 6, verse 28, reads, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What doest thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. That bread coming down from heaven. It was a gift from heaven, the dwelling place of God, but it came from the creation, right from the atmosphere, from the particles that Jesus Christ spoke into existence in chapter 1. He manipulates that, uses that, produces that, and sends it to them for food. Verse 32, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Here, pointing out that, well, it wasn't Moses that gave it to you. It was the Lord that gave it to you. And now he's making available to you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Speaking of himself, that is. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All the many things that they were revealed right there, but yet they still rejected, still turned against it. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Ooh, that's some comforting words right there. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. So jealous, so contrary, and not open and willing to learn or to believe, even though they were, they were in a position where they should have known the word of God and should have immediately believed, seeing it fulfilled right in front of their face. But they were hypocrites. They were in it just for themselves and the power and the glory that they were able to receive in the positions that they were in. So they didn't want anybody in there stirring it up. Verse 42, And they said, Is not this 
Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, how is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? They should have read the scriptures. They should have known the scriptures. Then they would have realized it. The disciples that he chose early on, Nathaniel that he was speaking of earlier, and the others, they knew right away. They were fishermen, and they knew more about the scriptures than these so-called Pharisees and scribes and the other Jews that were speaking out here against the Lord. 43, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, And they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. So you have to receive it to really hear it. And to learn it, you got to accept it. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Speaking of himself there. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. It isn't that we have to be cannibals and actually eat the physical flesh. Talk about taking it in, receiving it, accepting it, and it becoming a part of you. Whereas the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus answered unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, Ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. See, that's the point he's making. When we take in food and water, it becomes a part of us. And that's what he's speaking of. When we take in Jesus Christ, he becomes a part of us. The indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost is in us. And it supports us, just like the food and water supports us. It strengthens us, just like the food and water. When we are indwelt with the Lord, we have taken it in, taken it all in, taken in the the flesh and the blood. Receiving it into us. Verse 56 again. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as 
your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. When you take in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ becomes a part of you, you will live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that the disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? See, they weren't quite getting it. They weren't comprehending the spiritual message. The physical references, but yet a spiritual message. They, well, you can't be too hard on them yet because their understanding was limited because they weren't indwelt with the Holy Ghost. But they needed to have enough faith in Jesus Christ to receive that. What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. See, we're called in by the Holy Ghost, called in by the Father. Then when we take Jesus in, when we consume him in such a way that he becomes a part of us, it's like eating bread, eating meat, drinking water. It comes into you, becomes a part of you, and that's what he's speaking of. He was pointed out there about it being of the Spirit. They couldn't comprehend that. Read that again in verse 63. It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are Spirit, and they are life. Speaking to them spiritually, using physical things around them, the way he did so often with the parables, so that they can visualize it a little bit and comprehend it, and then understand it in a spiritual way and then they can fully receive it and understand better but he had quite a challenge with those those definitely that were resistant of the fulfilled prophecies because it would change their lives in a way that they didn't want to change because they liked their positions of power and authority they didn't want to be subordinate to the lord the one that spoke everything into existence let's pray Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many blessings you give us each and every day, all of it from heaven, as you tell us here in your word, which is one of those awesome blessings that we receive, the opportunity and ability to be able to study your word, to draw closer to you through that. Help us always to stay hungry, to dig deep into there, to have that food that we need to draw close to you. We thank you oh so much for it all as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.